All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're here with the uh, final part of our Swamp Thing series, at least for now. We're going to table it at part three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going to come back to it and pick up right where we left off, because this is one of those runs where I don't want to skip, like, really any of the issues. Yeah, definitely um, not. Like, when we read Doom Patrol, like, I love Doom Patrol, but there's some arcs where I think you can skip over. There's filler. Yeah. Um, Swamp Thing, I feel like, hits hard all the way through. Like, I feel like it's pretty consistent, so I, I want to go through all of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I've... I'm a, I've gotten a far, or ahead a few issues from here where we ended, and it's like it's just been nonstop, like goodness. I, I hate to tease people for the part we're not getting to, but yeah. right after after this would be like when the like the John Constantine starts uh, stuff starts. Yep. This run like keeps adding new shit and like keeps exploring the idea in an interesting way. So I'm excited to, when we finally come back to this. Yeah, the, I, I don't the think the it'll annual, take us too long. Yeah, the annual in this really sets up a lot of. Oh like, yeah, the, the exploration areas. of hell and yep. heaven, and oh yeah, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, this annual is super huge for setting up a lot of that like DC supernatural stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, knowing that, like, I like because I haven't read a lot of Swamp Thing, but I've I know a lot about the universe and all that. Yeah. So knowing about the hell stuff and you know the other like parallel universes and stuff, like it. I mean, it was all awesome. But if I didn't know all that stuff going in, like coming in fresh, like would have made that so much cooler. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's sure. still an amazing like concept. Yeah. Either way, it works. I think. Oh yeah. This week we're gonna be reading issues twenty nine through. Uh, I guess you would call that thirty. Not 32, because it's in the annual. Um, the annual, like the the whole closing of the uh, Anton Arcane story. Yeah. Uh, and then when we pick this up again uh, in the future, we're going to start at issue 32. I don't think it'll be too long before we come back to this, because I do I do also want to cover the uh, the recent Swamp Thing show. Yeah, definitely. Because that would be fun to talk about, because we actually never finished it. Yeah, I'd want to go back and finish that like, a lot more recently now. Yeah, because um, the... the uh, TV show that we watched today, the other Swamp Thing <laughs> yeah, show. that really fueled my motivation to watch the new one. Yeah, I want to watch something good, yeah. for God's <laughs> sakes. The Swamp Thing, I'll tell you guys right now, last week, we actually were pleasantly surprised by the Swamp Thing movie we watched, and yep. we actually kind of liked it. This I wish, is, yeah, this is not going to happen this week. We didn't know at the time that was the best we were going to get. Yeah, it was. Oh, it dropped off a fucking cliff. Yeah. Oh my God, this was really so bad. So get, yeah, that's a spoiler. We did not like the, the yeah. Swamp Thing TV show from the nineties. Yeah, I was thinking about it. If anyone out there actually went ahead and like watched more than they should have, I'm I am sorry. I'm very sorry. We for, <laughs> we maybe I hope nobody watched this because of us. Honestly. I don't normally say that, but this time I, th- I hope it's true. This is genuine. Yeah, the, the Swamp Thing TV show. We were looking for a place to watch it, and we thought. Amazon Prime will try that first and it was going to be two dollars an episode and we were like are we about to do this not only that but I was imagining that this was going to be you know feature length TV show like 45 oh, minutes yeah, they're like 22 episodes Tw- they're like, 22 uh, minutes I yeah mean, per tw- episode. they're like 22 23 minutes oh my god it's the it's worst pathetic. yeah um but luckily the whole thing at least I think the whole thing is on YouTube at least the first season yeah, and I don't think any TV network is gonna lay claim to this god no <laughs> like, they, they don't want to put a copyright on it because then people would know they made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely want to distance we didn't themselves. do this this was a home movie <laughs> we forgot uh yes so we're gonna be doing lots of Swamp Thing today we only watched uh did we watch two episodes two or three? yeah, yeah we, we stopped at we two. We suffered through two. I almost wanted to stop at one, and yeah. I was like, I got to at least see where they went with this. <laughs> yeah. And they dropped all the plot threads from one. We'll talk about it. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. It's bad. Uh, uh, but we're going to start out with- um, Something good. Yes. Uh, we're going to be starting out with uh, issue 28, or sorry, 29 of Swamp Thing, picking up right where we left off. Uh, where we left off, they were setting up a lot of threads for what this was going to be, because Anton yep. Arcane has kind of been making his moves from the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what this arc is going to be all about, is his him finally like you know popping his head up and being like, it's me, bitch. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. That's right. Uh, the, the creative team is the same as we've been having. It's uh, written by Alan Moore, art by both uh, Stephen Bissett and John Totalbin, with uh, Tatiana Wood on the colors, and John Costanza as the letterer for this arc. 
Um, the issue opens up with Abby going through uh, some shit because she's finally realizing that Matt is not himself. Yeah, this issue was terrifying. Yeah, this issue it, uh, gets pretty nasty. Like, there um, are a lot of parts where I felt like I was having like an acid flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is like a bad acid trip. Too. Yeah, like uh, the worst. Yes. Um, cause it starts out with her kind of, it starts out with her like in the shower and she's like, she had this, like in the house, she keeps describing this smell, like a putrid smell. Mm-hmm. And the way it's described is pretty vivid. Cause it's like, if you've ever, uh, you know, if you were young, burned a, an ant on, on the sidewalk, you know, you didn't know any better. You just wanted to see what would happen. Yep. And then, you know, the smell, like the way they describe that is like, Ugh. yep. Um, so she is like in the showers trying to scrub off this smell, this smell and she can't get rid of it. And it's the point where like the art even shows like she's like bleeding cause mm-hmm. she's scrubbing so hard yep. cause she can't get rid of that smell. And it's because, and we know this as readers, it's because Matt is a zombie man. Yep. Uh, he got in a car <laughs> crash and now he's a zombie man and yes. Anton Arcane is basically using him as like a puppet creature and yeah. animating him. Yeah. When I made that click that, uh, he, that Arcane is basically proxying and her husband and he's her uncle. It got a lot creepier. Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> gross like almost needlessly gross at some parts yeah like, he, i mean he didn't need to go that that far with it alan moore does that stuff sometimes yeah. i feel like where it like i mean yeah it adds like the creepy horror factor you would have had just, it without it too. exactly yeah. yeah like you're you already have like decaying bodies in her house that she's like shaking hands with like it's already gross yeah. um but the part actually that comes right after that is actually kind of wholesome i like it because where we left swamp thing if you remember the uh if you listened to our episode last week we left it with the issue called the burial yeah which was all about uh swamp thing kind of having his his existential crisis kind of re, uh, came back up again when he saw the ghost of Alec Holland yeah because he that's his reminder of I'm not Alec Holland I, mm-hmm. I'm swamp thing I'm a new creature mm-hmm. and Abby had called him Alec you know just innocently like she always does like yep. hey Alec you know like what's up and then he like f- flipped out on her he was like don't call me Alec like that's not me yeah because he was tra- traumatized by seeing the ghost <laughs> yeah. himself yeah yeah already having like a crisis like with Andy doesn't need ex- external factors so there's kind of a touching scene between them when they kind of like meet up again after that and uh, he apologizes like I didn't mean to flip on you like I was going through some shit like you, you can call me Alec if you want to if that if that makes you more comfortable and she's like oh yeah I can like that's like, you know like that's how I know you like that's you're Alec to me and he's like that's fine like I'll be Alec yeah what I thought was a cool little detail I don't know how much like meaning it's supposed to have but like most of the time when swan thinks talking even on this first like title page his text boxes are in yellow but then when it's the whole the whole full like full page of him saying you can call me alec if it's easier it's, oh i didn't it's notice in white. that yeah it's like not the orange i did not notice that actually is that the only time that happens i think so yeah i wonder if that's deliberate that i has have to, to be i would have to assume it's deliberate because like and I, I i kind of imagine it as him like either talking in like a softer tone or like a more human or maybe talking quality. more like alec yeah oh that's that's a really good pickup on the lettering there that that's actually i didn't notice that when i read it yeah because it's like a full page spread and then it's like the only time his text bubble isn't in yellow yeah, there's like no the way orange. they would have just missed that yeah, yeah no. you know that's a really good point that yeah, has to be deliberate for yeah. sure and it makes sense in that context because he's telling her like it's okay if you call me alec like at some level i'm still the man you knew yeah like so, if it's easier to like imagine me less of a swamp monster, then go yeah, for and it. So his text box gets more yep. normal when he says that. That's actually that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and so yeah, they have this touching moment where like they they kind of like hug each other, and she's like, I, I got rid of the smell by being by him. Like he smells good. So it's yeah, kind of they, like that yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, they hug, and then she's like, Oh, like it smelled good. Like it didn't smell like the other thing at all. Right. And uh, Matt Cable, like, I mean, he's still acting kind of normal. He's like, oh, I've got some big surprises for you. And she is, like, already suspicious of him. So she's like, can you just tell me what the surprises are now? I know. Maybe surprises aren't always good. And obviously, like, 
and it's hard for it's easy from an outside perspective to be like how can you not notice something's vastly different and obviously slowly she realizes but yeah he went from being an alcoholic like loser doing nothing just sitting on the couch and now he's like oh i got a new job i got a house I like put down a down payment on a mansion yeah it's like oh. this is normal right yeah nothing's <laughs> uh shady here yeah and the the business which he says he's like investing in is called uh black river recorporations which i i think is an awesome play on words yep <laughs> it's like uh they're they're not zombies <laughs> yeah, we're not a corporation. We're a re-corporation. <laughs> and she kind of like meets uh, Matt's like new quote unquote business partners who we kind of mentioned who are actually corpses, but they are making themselves appear as living people. Yeah, the um, panel when they walk in the door and they see all of them where it's like it shows the first panel where oh no, the first panel is like them and they're just like dead mummies like decaying. And then it shows like the next panel where it's like them what she's seeing, where they yeah. look normal. Yeah. Yep. And it, yeah, because like she like the woman in front has like a bullet hole in her head and the other ones all look like corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Like she catches flashes. But like other than that, it just looks normal. And so, she's like, what's happening? Yeah. So that's the creepy part is Abby's going around like interacting with all these people and like we're seeing what she sees. Like yeah. everything looks sleazy but normal yeah yeah um but like what she sees is fucking she's probably just shaking hands with like skeletons and right like, Ugh, gross. <laughs> that's not gonna help the smell a uh, creepy part that happens with swamp thing which i thought was pretty cool symbolism was uh he sees this bird yeah um like this, uh, this bird flapping on the ground it's, just, it's like a dead body he thinks and mm-hmm. he sees it but then he's looking at it and he picks it up and it starts twitching and he's mm-hmm. like wait is the bird alive like yep. is this some kind of crazy magical miracle like what's happening and then what he sees is that the the bird, like, bugs start crawling out of it. Yeah, it was and just he, filled with writhing maggots. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it wasn't moving because it was alive. It was moving because it was being animated by these bugs. Yep. And it's like, oh, you're reading this side by side with what's, that's literally what's happening to Matt. Yeah. Because if a- you remember, if you listened to our last episode, Matt, when he got in that car crash, Anton showed up as a fly, mm-hmm. crawled into his mouth. Yep. And took over his body. So. Yeah, no, that's a cool like uh, like parallel. Yep, and that was uh, Alec or Swamp Thing will even call out later. Like that was one of the signs that he should have realized. Like, yep. that Anton Arcane was back. Because Swamp Thing knows Arcane. Like this isn't a new villain necessarily. Like he's got some new powers mm-hmm. apparently here, but he knows Arcane and he knows his tricks. Yep. So he he's like I, I should have realized like all these hints. Like Etrigan gave him the warning too. Yep. Like he was like look out for your family. Yeah, like that was definitely the first red flag or one of the first. Yeah. So when Swamp Thing sees this reaction animated bird we as readers are like fucking man god damn it <laughs> it's right there yeah it's rough yeah, abby is is actually you know pretty pretty quick to pick up on all of this because the first thing she does is she's like i don't this house makes me uncomfortable i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and she goes to a library and i like the way the library is described when she goes there because it's uh it says even when she'd gone over to the library in uh in Hauma, where nothing strange ever happened and reality was alphabetically filed even there like i like the way that's described like that's her comfort place yeah like, this is where things make sense everything's weird and fucked up i'm going to the library where everything i know is in a book in alphabetical order yeah no yeah i like that part a lot she just goes full detective because yep. she she recalls like she remembers one of the names of the employees is sally parks and the whole time after they leave she's like i know that name like i've seen that name somewhere before and it ends up being like a famous serial killer from a few decades ago yep. who is now dead yeah, yeah who's dead and she does research on all the other people who are part of matt's new recorporation company and she finds out that they're all dead they're all dead yeah. and then she's like wait recorporations yeah oh, fuck, <laughs> it's a pun it's oh, like come fuck. on it's so on the nose god damn it no <laughs> And like so she's realized it. Like she's ready to to like 
you know, stab Matt and run out of the house. Like, she's done. Yep. Um, but then that's when Matt shows up with his friends and kind of reveals uh, who he is. And then she, uh, they all grab uh, Abby and, and restrain her. And then he's like, say uncle. And that's the big reveal. Like, yep. it, it's Anton Arcane. And we see, like, his, like, f- like decrepit face kind of, like, in the horizon and the artwork there. It's pretty good. Yeah, the art in this issue is, like, amazing. Yeah, because whenever it's we horrifyingly see... horrifyingly amazing. That's what I mean. Is like, yeah. whenever we see the house for what it really is, it's, like, crawling with maggots and shit. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty putrid. And that's kind of, like, how Anton's whole aesthetic is. It's just, like, putrid maggots decay. Yeah, like and, like, the, the utilization of, like, just the color red for all, like, the yep. symbolism is really cool. Yeah, like, the it reds just, and the yellows, yeah. Yeah, it really it, pops. Yeah, Tatiana Wood does a good job with that part as well. And Anton Arcane kind of reintroduces himself here, because this is the first time he's actually, like, popped into the story. Like, uh, he was in that very first issue, but just to die. Yeah. Just to get him out of the way so they could reset things up. Yeah, it's the first time we see his, like, inner monologue. Yes. It's the first time we see, like, this interpretation of Arcane, because he comes in and kind of says, like, you guys cast me to hell. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I, I went through some shit, and I went down and I dragged some people back up with me who wanted, to, you know, to get, uh, you know, who some other murdering bastards who wanted to come back up. Yep. Uh, and as he's g- gaining power, on his way back up from hell powers like creeping in with him like across the world it's almost kind of like uh it's like a similar scale event to what happened with woodrow except this is more like people can't quite tell what's going on because anton arcane is more subtle with what he's doing yeah like people around the world are just kind of subtly getting more violent and not just that it's more like things are getting more violent Mm -hmm. because like coincidental circumstances are getting people killed during this as well you know um like just random things are happening where people will get murdered and decay will happen so it's like he's causing just like he wants to bring decay to the whole world yeah it's kind of like he's having a major effect on the zeitgeist or the collective unconscious of the world yes exactly and one part that i don't know if i realized this until the reread but i think matt cable had powers yeah. That's kind of how it's described here, and that must be a thing from before Alan Moore took over. Because that, that's why I was wondering uh, from like the first few episodes or the first couple of episodes we did because it you know it would show him like start playing with weird like orbs and like shit in his hands yeah, like, like it looked like shapes could, yeah he yeah. could like conjure things almost yeah like conjure images like you know he would have like a dancing woman of sand in his hand yeah, yeah. and um, and i really like the way arcane describes it to her like how he was able to manipulate matt so easily it's just like yeah your husband had these powers he could have done something with it but instead he just used it to like fulfill his own like worthless lust yeah like, exactly he was just, he was just weak. he just used it to make like sand porn yeah <laughs> yeah basically yeah. he's like oh my wife won't fuck me i'll just look at this what if i make a big titty woman out of sand (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah so um so i guess that was his power he could like conjure images yeah um but that that, i mean it wasn't really elaborated on a lot it must just be something that was already established by a previous writer yeah now alan moore is kind of just playing with yeah and the the way arcane kind of makes it sound is that like it could have been something a lot better or like more yeah, he could have been like that. maybe a superhero yeah. or some shit yeah, yeah he, he was like no he was it. just kind of like a weak-willed human like he just kind of like did things out of base animal kind yeah. of lazy instincts yeah totally um and that's why he says he was so easy to manipulate too mm-hmm. like he wasn't like an outright like he didn't do evil like he wasn't the kind of man who would do evil because it like made him happy yeah he, he wasn't was like, a bad person he was yeah, just weak he, he was just lazy and weak which kind of made him a bad person yeah. but he wasn't actively trying to do evil yeah mm-hmm. um so anton arcane he's like yeah that kind of person was perfect for me because all i had to do was sit and wait and watch and fan the flames occasionally. Yeah, like and maybe he, make some some circumstances happen, like car crashes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was already standing near like a cliff. All he had to do was nudge him. Yes, exactly. Um, the, and the way they describe, um, because Anton Arcane, as he describes this to Abby, like that's the last thing he tells to Abby. Right after he does that, he literally kills her and sent, rips her soul to hell. Yep. And like the the other things that are described are pretty crazy too. Like, um, because like we said, it's not just people who are going on murdering sprees across the world. It's like 
things like you know like they describe uh like all the fish in the sea are like ravaging each other and, and like destroying each other yeah a swarm of ladybugs started attacking springfield <laughs> which would be terrifying yeah fuck that <laughs> everyone loves ladybugs yeah what, what are they gonna ever do and then one of the more ominous ones and it says beneath the ocean there are terrible lights that it, would be the worst one yeah i don't even know what that means but like i kind of like that i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't either it's either an alien thing or like crazy like sea monsters with lights yeah the art just kind of shows us like this angler fish yeah the art shows us this single boat on the ocean with uh and you see like a shark swimming underneath but then just like these spotlights yeah and you don't see what's causing the spotlights they're just going off like mm-hmm. fireworks or like bombs like you know in the air almost yeah which so, is like, terrifying to me yeah so that's i, I really like the way the horror is written there because like the less you know you're like what does that mean what yep. does it mean and what is, why is it dangerous i'm sure it's dangerous oh yeah <laughs> um and like and it's cool seeing like the this effect spread across the world too because we actually get a little bit of like dc universe stuff here too yep because if you remember woodrow uh, back when we did the first episode with the woodrow arc he got sent to arkham asylum like literally arkham asylum mm-hmm. so we see him here you know like we go to gotham city and we see it like him in, in arkham and they're kind of describing weird shit happening and uh like, they're like, Woodrow is kind of acting weird. Like, should we be concerned about this? And he's like, oh, everyone's acting weird. Like, some shit's going down. I'm sure everything's fine. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, the weirdest thing. Look over there. The Joker stopped laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you think everything is okay? Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the Joker's gone sane. Right. So we do we do get a, a nice little one-panel uh, artwork. Uh, we get to see Stephen Bissett's Joker, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Yeah, yeah he, they just kind of, like, draw him just kind of, like, drool. Like, almost like comatose, just sitting there drooling, just kind of drifting off into space. Yeah, just, like, catatonic. Yeah, like, what, whatever kind of magic madness has gone across the world like it ha- the effect it has on him is just like shut down yeah. <laughs> yeah oh and if we're going to talk about good art how great is uh swamp thing just like walking through the snow here oh i know i love that page yeah, swamp thing in the snow always looks really cool yeah because like you would think it wouldn't work but then you're like oh vegetation like survives the winners like so it's this badass imagery at the at the end yeah the whole way they uh he uses like the change of the season with swamp thing is really cool because like because uh the past few issues we read like leading up like he had been talking about like the fall coming on and like all the changes and he's wondering like how things how he's gonna change and how like the swamp's gonna change yeah we didn't mention that last week yeah but um but yeah he talks about like and abby asked him like well did did, this didn't used to happen he's like no it's because i'm finally in tune with like the the green yeah i'm finally a part of it totally so i go through the seasons with it yeah we won't get to it but a few issues after where we stop um is the i mean if you've read swamp thing you know the famous issue of like the the whole Abby Swamp Thing sex fruit. Yeah, we actually talked thing. about it um, because of the movie. The movie oh, yeah. referenced that yeah, scene, yeah. yeah. But um, and there's a cool scene before that happens where Abby even says something like, "Yeah, like I like I think I like you uh, in spring the best. Like uh, you have a cool like coat or whatever." Yeah, it's, it's like, like you, that, you've just come in. Yeah. yeah, like that's a really cool like yeah. concept. Yeah, it's like how flowers like smell the best in spring or what have you. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's a cool touch. Uh, but Anton reintroduces himself to Swamp Thing, and he's like, "I'm here, bitch. Time for us to do battle once again." <laughs> yeah, he makes quite the entrance. But Swamp Thing, I like the way he talks to to Arcane here because uh, Arcane comes in, he's like, "We're gonna do a grand superhero battle. Are you ready?" <laughs> and Swamp Thing's like, "No, fuck you. Like, I'm way more powerful now than I've ever been, and like, yep. I understand what I am now, and I know you're you're extremely small." Yep. Um, and he even says like, um. Because uh, actually, one of the last things Arcane said to Swamp Thing, uh, we didn't talk about it because we just before we, we brushed started, over yeah. that issue nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he talks to Swamp Thing and he says like, well, I'm, I might be dying now, but me and you will do one last desperate waltz." Because mm-hmm. Anton Arcane is very much like a, like a supervillain. Like he likes the theatrics and like you know being on top and like oh for sure and like taunting his win just beforehand, which is usually his downfall. Things like that. Yeah, like he's that kind of supervillain. Yeah, very hubris. 
Yes. And so Swamp Thing, this time, he's like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do your fucking game. Like, yeah, like, you- even says, like, I will not dance for you. <laughs> yep, I love that line. He's like, well, you can kill me now if you can, but I'm not dancing for uh, dancing for you. Right. And then uh, Anton says the one thing he could say, which I have Abigail. And yeah. he's like, fuck it. God damn it. All right, fine. We'll battle. <laughs> uh, but by the time he gets to Abby, it's actually, it's like four pages without text. Like, it, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, solemn. It's like him going through the snow into this mansion. Yeah. And he just, like, walks through each room looking for him, and he finally finds her she's like dead on the uh, laying in bed and he carries her out of there and uh, he's like how long how long has she been dead yep and, oh, it's, uh, that's a fucking and that's how they end that issue it's it's rough and so he like it's this point swamp thing is just like he's not even just mad he's just like why like why are you doing all this like this is all so fucking like grim and pointless yep and he and he's like well holland have you finally learned despair he's like you didn't need to teach me despair i am the embodiment of despair <laughs> yeah no superhero knows despair like me right it's like dude you know what i've been through yes like, I didn't ask for this. Like, you at least kind of deserved it. I burned to death. I yeah. guess you went to hell, but you deserved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his line here is good. Like, you didn't have to teach me despair, but you have given me a deeper understanding of abomination. Like, yeah, I, like that I love that line. And Swamp Thing is kind of like ignoring Arcane through most of this. Arcane is just kind of floating around, taunting him in Matt's body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, like uh, you'll never get her back. Like, there's no way to revive her. Maybe it's not even her. Maybe rip her head off. Who cares? <laughs> yep. And uh, he just kind of is chasing him. And Swamp Thing is just kind of like walking away. And then Swamp Thing stops, and uh, and he's like, and he and Arcane's taunting him. Arcane's like, "Well, you, what are you running for? Like, there's no point in running." And he's like, "Oh, I'm not running, not now. Yep. You followed me to some place you should not have come because <laughs> you, you don't understand that the way things have changed for me." And he's like, "I'm I'm not Alec Holland anymore. Yep. I'm Swamp Thing." Mm-hmm. And I and he, and he says, "And I'm in my place of power, and you should not have come here." <laughs> yeah, so I, I love that. I love that page. It's so awesome. It's like I, I, you don't understand. You've never faced me like this. Yeah, like I am the green now, mm-hmm. and you've come into a fucking forest. You're fucked, bud. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, this this line is so great too. I'm quoting so many panels from this because this is such a good. Fight. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, he, and he's like, uh, "No, Arcane, you've never encountered me before. This is our first battle." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" It's so true. And yeah, and, and Arcane, uh, he even mentions it. He's like, "How how are you doing damage?" To me like this shouldn't be possible and uh but the final thing is matt actually has his first moment where he kind of like get up get, gets off the couch and actually does something because he finally like gets some agency back like in mm-hmm. his own body and he's like because i think it's probably abby's death that triggered it for him because he's like you know me just sitting here and just letting things happen to me is not working for me well i'm sure swamp thing slapping him around probably jarred some things loose too. yes that too Cause, <laughs> uh, yeah because arcane mentions like you know you've never been able to actually like harm me before like what's happening like some elemental power is like you know infecting me now yeah and that's when Matt kind of like regains some kind of control mm-hmm. and actually kicks Arcane out of his body, um, which is going to be the end of Matt because Matt is still a corpse. Yep. Um, he's kind of healed now, but he's still a dead person. Yep. Uh, and so Matt, uh, with the last of his powers, actually, uh, you know, he talks to Swamp Thing. He's like, I, I waited too long to do anything. Like, I was a, a piece of shit who just like let things happen to him. Yeah. Like, most of this is my fault. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but if I'm going to do one one last thing, like, this will use up the rest of my power, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to save Abby. Yep. And he, he tries his best. Like, he, he goes to Abby and tries to revive her. And he kind of, he does. Like, he revives the body. The like, body. There, yep. There's a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But her soul was sent to hell. And yep. Matt can't fix that. Yeah. Basically, just in a coma now. Yeah. So Matt. It, pretty grimly he's like he dies like thinking he failed he's like i i tried my best like it's up to you now swamp thing like yep. fucking do it for her because i couldn't uh but that's what that's going to lead us to the final issue that we're covering today which is actually a uh, swamp thing annual uh which is going to be basic a lot of people call this the first appearance of the justice league dark i would argue that 
I mean, none of these it's are the really intro. Yeah, none of these are really the Justice League Dark, but this is like the first instance of Swamp Thing like teaming up with a bunch of different DC Magic characters, which will come up a lot. Okay, which is always like a fun, a fun set of things uh, that that happens because the, these these three uh, or these four, I should say, mm-hmm. actually these five. Um, d- different DC heroes will team up a couple times as this run goes on. Okay. Uh, Constantine will kind of gather them together again, and then we'll go on, and they'll introduce even more of them. Gotcha. Uh, so it's kind of like the first setup of these characters all kind of knowing each other and working together, because mm-hmm. they've all kind of been in their separate realms of DC horror. Gotcha. Um, where we pick up, like we said, Abby is dead. Um, Swamp Thing has kind of just laid her down in the swamp, uh, and he's like started mourning. But then as he's mourning, he kind of realizes, like, well, Abby's not gone. She was sent to hell. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I can't get to hell. Like, I'm here. I, I am in my own body. Like, I, I can't go beyond my body. And then, then he stops and he's like, wait. Yeah, I can. Why can't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, I did that before. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he actually says, like, uh, maybe I can go beyond my body. And if I can go beyond my body, can I go beyond death? And he literally lays in the swamp and just kind of, like, meditates yep. until he can, he goes into the green again, which he's done before. He's traveled through the green. Yep. That's how he reforms his body and shit. Yeah, he, like, transcendental meditations into hell. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Because he's in the green, and the way he describes the green is uh, it's very, like, comfortable. It's like laying in, like, a super soft bed, and you just want to, like, melt into it and be part of it. Yep. Um, but, and, and as he goes there, he's like, it would be so easy to just let go and become part of the green and just be a part of this collective consciousness. But fuck that, I got a job to do. Yeah, totally. So, so you see him kind of ripping off those tendrils and going deeper. And as he goes deeper, he's like, if I go past the green, then I'm going into like beyond life itself and mm-hmm. just like these realms of different energies. Yep. I like to imagine he's kind of traversing through that like uh, that Grant Morrison multiverse map that we saw much later in like the oh, late yeah. 2000s. <laughs> right. I like to imagine he's floating between those barriers. For sure. Because um, he literally goes like from the green to, uh, I don't know what you'd call this, purgatory Yeah, it's pretty much limbo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, they, don't they call it like the realm of the just dead? Yes. Yeah. It's basically like the waiting room. Yeah. Um, because uh, as he goes there, it's like, it's just like this red mist. And he's like, where the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And he looks around and there's just like this random woman. And she's like, please, I need help. Like, I need to find my son. Like, uh, has anyone seen my son? Mm-hmm. And Swamp Thing's like, uh, not me. I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> And she's like, uh, oh, where am I? Where's Jerry? And then you actually see Jerry run up, like the little kid. And he's like, oh, mom, like, I, it took me a little while, but I'm here too. Let's go. Yeah, because she, she describes like, she's like, we were just driving in the car. And then, oh, wait, was there a crash? And like, yeah. you pretty much piece together that like, she just died in a car crash and she was with her son, but he's not there. And he so, died like, moments later. Yeah, yeah, he did stay alive a little bit longer. And uh, the way they describe it is it's like, it's like really grim but the oh, way yeah. they describe it is actually like almost like uh, reassuring because it's like oh J-, and like they both like talk about it like oh like because jerry's like oh i remember this place like i was here recently and yeah she was like oh, i think i remember it too but it's been so long and then they let's go back into the light and that, like, that i really like that line because it's like he's a kid so he hasn't like totally lost that sense of like not, not just wonder but like the the unknown or just like whatever well, not the hell that, is but, beyond but like because he's so young like maybe he has some kind of not conscious but subconscious memory of like what came before him oh, being yeah. alive yeah like he's closer to his birth than she is obviously yeah. so if you imagine it as like a reincarnation cycle like yep. he was just up here and then he came down was born oh and yeah. now he's back he's like oh I'm, all right i'm back yeah totally so i mean it's it's uh like the way that's described is almost like oh okay yeah, no, that's a really cool sequence. Yeah. And um and Swamp Thing is very confused by what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty jarring. He's like, uh the fuck? 
And then he, um, someone from behind him, he's like, hey, buddy, what's up? And then we flip the page and, oh, it's Dead Man. Yeah. Boston Brand. Uh, <laughs> we actually have covered Boston Brand before. He was in uh, Blackest Night, which we talked oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yep. He played a big part about in Blackest that. Night. Yeah. Because um, Dead Man's power is he can possess the bodies of living people and kind of take them over. He's like an, an endless spirit. Okay. He's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Gotcha. Um, so so he is like a, a, eternally a spirit, and he can't really do anything with it. He's stuck in limbo. So this is the perfect place for him to just kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. And see, he kind of takes him uh, on the tour. Like, he starts the... This whole uh, annual is almost like a tour. Yeah. It's like... It's almost like... It kind of reminds me of Dante. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, Dead Man is kind of like Vigil here. Yep. Or Virgil. Yep. And, uh, and he's kind of taking him through. Because like in Dante's Inferno, it's not really like a story. It's just kind of like an exploration. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, I, I haven't read it since like high school, but mm-hmm. I, that's what I remember is it was just kind of like an exploration, like him going around and recording different things he saw. Yeah, see the that's kind of what this the is. The different circles of hell. Yeah, exactly. Because Boston Brand is kind of showing him heaven first. Yep. And he's like, well, this or is- Or limbo. Or at first, yeah. He's like, this is yeah, the realm yeah. of the, the recently dead, and it shows him some cool things. He's like, oh, look, it's the poltergeist. Yeah, I love that. It's that just like cool. crazy, like brain tentacle things, just yep. like try- trying to like just pierce through the veil. And just probably manipulating things on earth, like lifting a spoon. Yeah, yeah. like they can't do anything substantial, but they can just pierce through barely yep uh, that was pretty cool like oh look at the poltergeist fucking with people <laughs> yeah this is a really cool like imagery concept for how poltergeist would work yep just kind of like mindless creatures just kind of poking around yeah know? just they're just like fucking with the real world yeah i like that take on him yeah and he's asking dead man he's like have you seen abigail like she must have come through here like she just died mm-hmm. and he's like well i don't know i just got here I, I guess we'll have to keep looking around i'll help you find her i, I don't i got shit else to do <laughs> yeah i got eternity man <laughs> Um, and he's like, well, if she came through here, if she was a pretty good person, she probably went to the lights and he's like the lights. And he turns around and sees it for the first time. It's just like a, like these, a bunch of spotlights coming and it's the same lights that the, the woman and child went through. Yep. So we kind of take this as like the entrance to heaven, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Boston brand is kind of about to take him into these lights, uh, when suddenly they're stopped by the phantom stranger, uh, who is another like DC magic character. Not too much is known about the Phantom Stranger uh, because he's a stranger. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's best that way. Yeah, he's just kind of like a mysterious like guide to the afterlife is basically mm. what he is. And so Boston Brand kind of passes him along to the Phantom Stranger because I don't think Boston Brand can pass to the past the light. But the Phantom Stranger can. The Phantom yeah. Stranger can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, if you want to go up here, I'll take you farther. Like, we'll, we'll go and explore and look for Abby up here. He's like, yeah, I know exactly who you're looking for. Let's go. Yeah, and this page <laughs> is is really great. Uh, it's like this just, um, it almost looks like maybe like uh, like uh, northern or western Europe, like the hills, like grassy hills and mountains. Yeah. Um, and Honestly, like, this is just me and my brain, but it reminded me of Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, yeah, could be. I have not seen Twin Peaks, so I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, he asked the Phantom Stranger, he's like, is this heaven? And he just describes it as one aspect of heaven because the the way he describes it is like uh heaven is basically it's a bu- it's a bunch of collective uh ideas of heaven mm-hmm. it's like so you're seeing one aspect of it because there's many different creeds many yeah. different religions and they all have their own corner up here mm-hmm. and, and while they're up here one of the trippiest parts that happens is he actually runs back into alec holland again <laughs> yeah <laughs> swamp thing's probably like oh not so god damn it i thought i was done with you man yeah. i did what you wanted <laughs> and, and he thanks him for that he's like well i'm swamp thing like i'm only here because of you yeah he's actually total bro he's like hey man i'm not here to give you shit i'm here to thank you yeah like b- because of what you did finding my body in the swamp and giving me a proper burial like you finally like laid me to rest like I wouldn't be here without you I got to meet Linda again and like we're happy yeah that's a really sad part because he's like wait Linda and then he sees oh that part's rough because Alec 
Alec is like super like Alec and Swamp Thing are like they're like brothers to a level no one could be. Yeah. So like they're super like they're bros with each other. Like I love the dynamic those two have. Oh yeah. Um, because Alec Holland he's like, well, you want to see Linda, right? Like you must like Linda was your wife as much as mine. Like, do you want to go say hi to her? She's yeah. right over here. And like, there's just one panel of him like you see like the reflection of Linda in Swamp Thing's eye. Like the way this was they chose to portray this like in the art is really like uh, sad. Yeah, it's really well done because you see and he just like he's like. No, like I can't handle that. And it's like, like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, not, we, no. we, we have, uh, we gotta go. Yeah, he doesn't even <laughs> say why, but you don't even need to. It's just internalized. It's like that's too much. Exactly. It's yeah. like it's just like, dude, I'm already talking to my dead spirit or like my former dead spirit. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's too. I'm that's, gonna put that behind me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need that bag of worms. Yeah, not right now. I got, I got shit to focus on. <laughs> And uh, so they look around and they're like, well, I don't think she's here. And Alec even says like, oh, I don't, I, I didn't really know Abby that well, but if she was here, like I would have known. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think she came through here. Yep. And so the phantom stranger's like, well, shit, if she's not here, follow me. Yep. Yeah, like, <laughs> There's oh, only no. one other place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the line he has, like the coloring all goes black. Like it's just silhouettes of them. Again, the art's really good here. And he says, let us seek permission for our descent into pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this whole sequence is amazing. Yep, and he describes, uh, and I want to describe this because it comes up later. He describes the world, the way he describes the world is pretty interesting here because he says the universe is a a bubble, a mm-hmm. small bubble, and it exists within like a realm of like infinite shit. Yeah, <laughs> like what you know as the organized world, the organized cosmology, even heaven and hell is yep. just one tiny ball in mm-hmm. this everlasting fucking bleakness. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, well, there's one one thing that, that guards this bleakness, like one sentinel. Yep. And we're here to meet him. And Swamp Thing's like, wait, what do you mean? And like, you think they're walking on just like uh, black nothingness, but then when they look down, they're actually on the specter's eyeball. And as he opens his eyeball, it all goes white. Yeah, because the, the page before, they're just in black. And then the, the Phantom Stranger starts like slitting a hole through or a, a line through it. And then it's just like it. You find out later it's an eye opening, basically, and like the way it's drawn and played out is just amazing. Yeah, th- this might be one of my favorite Spectre drawings, like of all time. Oh yeah, this, this whole this page spread is sick. Yeah, because it's as he opens his eye, you just see him, and he's like he's opening his eye, and you see the Spectre, and his like full fucking like and like the shit around him. It's like oh, it's all so good. I I can't describe it. I'll just post it on Twitter. But like, yeah, you gotta see this. Yeah, just take a look. Yeah. <laughs> and the Spectre kind of uh, he says like oh like what are you doing here? Like you're you're way outside of your per- like pur- purview here. Like you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And they kind of have to convince him because the Spectre is supposed to be like the guardian of like, you know, like of he's basically like God's right hand man mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And so he like they're coming like they're appealing to him like, you know, someone plucked Abby out of Earth and unjustly put her in hell. Like she's yep. not supposed to be there. This is unnatural. Yep. And uh, the Spectre at first is like, well, she's one soul in like an endless fucking stream of shit. And it's like I-, I can't stoop down to that level and start playing, you know, picking and choosing my battles. Yeah. Like I let one person into hell to save like the person they love. I'm going to have to start letting everyone. In. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the Phantom Street makes a really good point to him he appeals to like his sense of like uh um i don't know what this would be like his sense of order i guess Mm -hmm. because he says like um but if she's unjustly condemned to hell then hell has no reason and if that's so the specter then paradise itself is an empty uh, confection and he's like perhaps yet if things are as you say 
then would not her return from death render life itself meaningless? Mm-hmm. So if you return from death, doesn't that make life pointless? Maybe I shouldn't do it. That's setting a bad precedent. Which is solid point. But then Phantom Stranger makes a better point. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, what happened to Jim Corrigan, bud? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, what's the full story behind it? Because obviously that's him, right? Yeah, that's his human name. Jim okay. Corrigan was just a man on Earth who got possessed and chosen to be the Spectre. Gotcha. Yeah, it's okay. like it's a mantle that was put on him as a human. So the the Spectre is like a mantle? It's not, it's, it hasn't always been like there? Yeah, there's other Spectres and there okay. will be other Spectres after Jim Corrigan. So yeah. it's a Green Lantern type thing? Kind of. I um, mean, not obviously different. It's more like, like a divine appointment. And yeah, like, yeah, like it's not one person that's been it for Forever. And it's not supposed to be something that changes a lot either. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just, it happens a lot because of comic books. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, at one point, Hal Jordan was the Specter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But for a long time, actually. Gotcha. And so he says, like, oh, if people aren't supposed to come back to life, what about you, Jim? Huh? Your na- <laughs> is your name Jim? Right, just throws it right back in his face. And, and the Specter kind of takes it. He's like, you know what, bud? You got me. And, like, literally bursts out laughing. Yeah, I, I like that he had a sense of humor yeah, about he's it. like, oh, you fucking rascal. You got me. Let's go save Abby. <laughs> And so he's like, all right, you can do it. I'm sending you to hell. Good luck. And zips him <laughs> down. And uh, and when the, the way that hell is depicted throughout this entire run is really great. Oh, yeah. Like, the way they draw demons, like, it's very, um, I, I wish I, I, I should have done some research before trying to pinpoint this reference, but who's that artist who draws, like, the really abstract versions of hell, like, the really famous ones, like, those paintings? Oh. Kind of reminds me of that. I know. I know who you mean, but I can't think of yeah, the Yeah, I wish I knew. I know. <laughs> Everyone knows who I'm talking about, hopefully. It's, it's super like, famous. It's all, like, the just the, the weird people, like, eating each other. Yeah, being stabbed yeah. with forks and shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know exactly what like giant horns. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that only in the sense that hell looks weird. Yep. Like, I think that's a, a really important thing for when you're depicting hell is to make it, like, otherworldly. Yeah, it shouldn't look natural in any fashion. Yeah, it shouldn't just look like a torture dungeon. It no. should be, like, freakishly, like, what the fuck is that? Where are its feet? Where are its hands? Yeah. Are those hands? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Because I feel like yeah. the easiest, laziest depictions of hell, like, throughout, you know, a bunch of mediums throughout time have just been, you know, it's like a dark cave with lava and fire it's yeah. like that's the lame and like, little way winged to do demons it. flying around yeah. stabbing you with forks yeah that's yeah. the lazy way to do it right so like weird hell is fucking interesting oh yeah, yeah. for sure and so he takes him in and even the specters like i'm not going in there good luck <laughs> this is as far as i go bud and the way he describes it too to, to swamp thing is kind of interesting because he's like there's rules here like you're not allowed to go through hell with a partner yeah like that that would be too nice for hell for you to have company like you go through alone and you go through alone every time yeah like it's called hell for a reason bud yeah you're not <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have a good time or a comfortable time here, so yep. good luck. Yep. And, uh, and the uh, Etrigan reappears here, and he's like, I say nay to that. <laughs> Dude, that, in these issues, fucking Etrigan might be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Etrigan is very good in this. I like I like this a lot. Because um, he comes in, and he's like, rules? I'm going with them. There's no rules. What are they going to do? Send me to hell? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's so right, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can break all the rules I want. Fuck them. They right. can torture me if they want. It's going to happen anyway. Just a rap scallion. Yeah. And so he takes Swamp Thing as his guy because he actually he has some sense of like you know Swamp Thing helped me out. I don't think I would have beat the Demon King without yep. him. So I kind of owe him one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so he takes him through hell and this oh this trip through hell is there's so many good pages that I screenshotted as I was going through this because like one of the demons is actually torturing Sunderland. Yep. From the first arc. Yeah. Th- that was a cool part. Yeah. Because he keeps ripping out Sunderland's tongue and making him like say things and then like reforming Putting his tongue back. and ripping it out again. Yeah. And the demon that does that looks terrifying too. Yep. And that's kind of like a twisted torture for like a evil capitalist who went through life just talking his way out of things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like talk talk your way out again. Now let's just rip that bad boy out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> One I'll more do it time. again. And when Swamp Thing sees Sunderland, like Sunderland recognizes him too. He's like, you sent me here. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Like, help me. <laughs> and Swamp Thing's like, 
Nah. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> hey, fuck you, I guess. Kind of deserve it, bud. Yeah, yeah. He kind of. I think, I think Swamp Thing, like, seeing it happen is probably a little grim for him. Yeah, no, there's even a panel where Swamp Thing has, like, his hands over his mouth. He's like, dear God. Yeah, like, I, want, I wanted him dead, but Jesus. Yeah, like, no one deserves that. Yeah. And, like, oh, when they run into Arcane again, this is one that stuck with me, like, even after I got done reading this whole run, this page with Arcane. Because the way they depict Hell here, I think this page especially is the one that freaks me out the most. Yeah. Because he goes to Arcane, and Arcane is, of course, being tortured he's one of the biggest pieces of shit that ever yeah. was and he's being tortured by just like being like dissected by a bunch of maggots like he's being like uh decaying live yeah he's basically just on a lump of just decay yeah and uh, he's just being tortured and tortured and he's like a swamp thing like you're here like you you just killed me yeah like um and he, he even says like you came here to take revenge because of abby huh and he's like well what, just tell me one thing how long have i been here like, has it been eons? And yeah. he's like, you've been here since yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that just breaks him. Yeah, and like literally Arcane, like, he's, it looks like he's about to cry. He's like, yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I've been here since yesterday. Oh, God, yeah, though, that's, yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, because it's like, for him, he's probably been here for few... what's felt like eons. Yeah, eons. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Ugh. And so Swamp Thing, yeah, he actually finds Abby in hell, and all these demons are, like, about to start, like, dissecting her, and he, he just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And actually starts giving him the onions. He's oh, like, yeah. And, and Etrigan, or, uh, Etrigan's like, stop, you can't, like, you're, you're giving him, you're, you're beating him up, but you can't fight every demon in hell. Like, grab her, let's get the yeah, fuck out of here. you're making a scene, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I, what I really like, is too, is, because, you know, with hell, there's so many, or, I mean, depending on what mythology you're reading, but there's always, there's always some kind of, like, different levels and different lords of hell. A hierarchy. Hierarchy, hierarchy of, yeah. of officers, yeah, yeah. So like, and there's some sections with Etrigan where like they the demons almost start getting catty with him. Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's Etrigan, the the human lover. Like, yep. what are you doing down here, bud? Yeah, he's like, oh, you come to rescue the human? How typical, right? Like, there's some cool moments. And like Etrigan, that. he's like, oh yeah, well, like, what are you gonna do? Fucking stop me? <laughs> and I love this line he has right here. He's like, um. Because they're asking him, like, you know, like, why are you here? Like, what bribe was offered to you? And he says, uh, oh, for the bribe, I gained a flower. He takes one in return. As for my softness, judge it as you burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fucking badass. <laughs> like, that is the fucking, that's how you end the rap battle. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, I don't know how anyone could do a take of Etrigan that's not the rhyming demon. Because oh, it, it is the greatest. That's the most charming part about him. <laughs> like, reading it in my head, like, doing the cadence is so fun. <laughs> because especially when he gets a line like that that's just meant to be badass. Like oh, when yeah. you can do badass on the rhyming word, yep. that lands so hard. Oh, I love for that. Sure. So it's like when he's like, and you, and as for my softness, judge it as you burn. <laughs> I'm just imagining a mic drop. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so um, with Etrigan's help and with the Phantom Stranger's help and Dead Man and all of them helping him, he actually does rescue Abby from hell. Yep. It's literally, it's almost like, not to mention Dante's Inferno again, but it's like Dante's Inferno the game. Yeah. Where he literally goes into hell just to get her and drags her back out. Totally, yeah. Yep. And uh, and he takes Abby, and Abby wakes up in the swamp, and he's like Alec, and he's like oh, like like it's Al like what's going on? Like she doesn't have any recollection of what just happened to her, because like probably can't comprehend which is probably it. best. That's <laughs> much for the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, "What happened? Like you're crying," and he's like, "He did it. He fucking swamp thing. You did it, right? Bro. You fucking went to hell and rescued her. You son of a bitch. I, it's so amazing. God, he's I love swamp thing so much. He's amazing. Yep. And just that exploration, like that that those depictions of all the different realms, is laying out the cosmology and like in order where you're like and just showing you bits of things, but not explaining too much of each one. Like the poltergeist, like that's a perfect example. Oh yeah. Like that's such a little thing that like you could build a whole book on those poltergeists yep like totally. i don't know if you should but like it, it that that you, you it feels like something that's mineable yeah like, you, it opens up a lot of different areas yeah it makes you think yep. yeah and that's what i like about it the most 
Um, so yeah, so that that's uh, I think that's where Swamp Thing like starts like really picking up. I think that's where you get to um, like where they start like really like exploring like like Alan Moore was like, oh, it's not just the green. Fuck it, we're going to go all out with this bitch. Yep, like totally. we're exploring all the realms. Like he he's got access to all this shit. And so because when you start reading Swamp Thing, you think it'd be pretty limited. Like he's yep. a, he's a, a plant man. Like he's got like maybe a couple gimmicks, mm-hmm. but it's like it's way more than that. He's got like he can traverse his consciousness through like anything, and that is super interesting. Yeah, it makes it infinitely cooler. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that'll be where we'll drop off the comic. Um, we'll pick it up, uh, like we said, with the the next arc at some point later on. Yeah, um, we're gonna be covering uh, not much of the TV show. We did the 1990 <laughs> Swamp Thing TV show, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Yep. And God, after one episode, we weren't sure if we were gonna watch a second, but it we was, did. Yeah, because it, uh, it was a struggle. We're we're in it for the people, and we got to report on it, even if it's not good. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this fucking show. <sighs> yeah, it, it's somehow worse. Then, like, I just mean visually, than yeah. all the other ones, it looks like absolute dog shit. I think, yeah, you said it when we were watching it, but the way his outfit is, he literally looks like a swamp cowardly lion. Yeah. <laughs> they, they took our notes from the first movie. because Threw them out the window. <laughs> I would say they didn't just throw it out the window. They took our notes from the first movie and did way too much of it. In, in the first movie on the costume, we said that oh, he right. didn't have enough foliage. Yep. Now he's just a fucking fuzzball pube. <laughs> he's a green pube yep. is what he looks like. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and the whole... I don't even know how to if I even want to talk about the first episode because it's just so fucking weird and like disturbingly bad. And, and like, like cringily offensive. Oh, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like the whole thing is like, ah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. This it's... is really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to watch this show, which you should not. No, no, no. You should skip this a million times. <laughs> yeah. But it started episode two because episode two at least kind of feels like Swamp Thing. It is where in is the realm the fir- of it. Whereas the first one is just kind of arcane going around like torturing like uh, women and little people. And it's, yeah. it's very disturbing. It's very awkward. Yeah. And like the second episode is weird, but at least it is like at least Swamp Thing adjacent. <laughs> yeah, adjacent. And that's being very liberal that's, with that. That's being very kind. <laughs> yeah. Like the plot is arcane finding a woman who I guess was down with just crazy plastic surgery. Yeah. They don't even really describe it. We're supposed to assume she was like one of his like henchmen or like assistants or something. Because he know. basically just does a crazy. Uh, cosmetic surgery to make her look like Linda. Yeah, to make him look like Alex's wife. Yeah. And his plan is like, go into the swamps, pretend to be Alex's wife, and get me the formula. Yeah. We like, tell him that you'll get the formula and like, bring him back to how he was. Yeah, and like, on paper, you could do that as a, a cheesy Swamp Thing plot. Yep. I can buy it. On paper, that's not the worst thing. No. But the execution is just so boring and bad like these we talked about it these episodes are only 22 minutes yep or like, like 24 tops. yeah you got to fit a lot into very little and most of this is just him walking through stalking her through like different buildings until yeah. finally they meet like literally they meet like more than halfway through the episode yeah and like it's all scenes that don't really like have any significance because one that takes up what seems like half the episode is like linda pretending or this woman pretending to be linda like walking around the city while swamp thing somehow manages to like uh silently stalk her which doesn't make sense yeah but um and then it's like she runs into some other dude that the real linda knew and he's like oh linda like i haven't seen you in a while like what are you doing she's like oh it's you and then it's just like nothing ever with that guy happens after that and it just it's all just a bunch of nothing for the first 15 minutes yeah and eventually 
eventually, like, she does kind of, like, trick him into finding the formula because she tries to tell him, like, oh, well, you can return to normal. Like, you can be Alec again. And he's like, I trust you, of course. Yeah. And, like, and at first, you know, it, it seems like he's being way too trusting with this. But then you find out that he kind of had, a, like, a hint or a, su- a suspicion that this wasn't actually Linda the whole time. Yeah. And so, but he, he still gets the formula. Or, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Because a Swamp Thing, like, he cha- does a bait and switch. Oh, he does a brutal bait and switch. Yeah. This actually was, like, way more horrifying than I was Yeah, this imagining. was, like, sadistic. Like, yeah. he could have just not found the formula for them. Or just have to do all Or things. just given him, like, a freaking notebook that was just like, fuck you, Arcane. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he gives him a formula that's a reverse bio-restorative formula. So instead of going for the whole infinite life, like... They did keep that. That was from the, the other two the Swamp movies, Thing movies. Yeah. Arcane wants infinite life by combining animal DNA with people DNA. That's always been his plot through these three movies, which is inexplicable, but they've been consistent. Yeah, they always just... They keep using the term bio-restorative formula, and that's his whole deal. So instead of... It's slowing down the aging of cells. It speeds it up. So, he, of course, he gives the first shot to, like, the the woman, and she just starts aging rapidly, and it's quite gross. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's like Swamp Thing. You didn't have to do that, buddy. Yeah, that seemed a little excessive. Well, I th- and to be fair, I think he thought Arcane was going to take it. True, true. So it ended up being a little bit worse, because she, she kind of, I mean, she's crazy. Like, she she wants to, she's a murderer as well. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, he had to have known there was a good possibility she was going to take it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, going into the show show it's such a disappointment because we were hoping that it was going to be a continuation of return of the swamp thing yeah totally which as i mentioned at the top of the podcast we liked that movie yeah it was relatively it was good. a fun b movie because yeah. it was goofy and it was it wasn't afraid to be like fuck it we're just gonna goof off and like make this kind of fun but at the same time like when you have those moments that are actually kind of cool like those still land yeah because you weren't expecting them like you weren't like reaching for it and it had like so- the i think the key for that movie was it had other solid roles that weren't swamp thing yes like that, abby's character point. really carried that movie and in this these first two episodes of the show the other characters besides swamp thing are horrible oh i forgot to even mention them there's like this little kid and like this this woman restorative like uh scientist who kind of doesn't do anything the first two episodes yeah she basically is just like the the strict mom that doesn't let her kid like do weird stuff and and it's just like i I don't care about these people yeah (laughs) i don't know this whole thing was just really really bad and i don't even know what to say about it there's not a lot to say other other than than forget this ever existed Like, I, we didn't know it existed, and we had, would have been better off. Oh, yeah. We would have been so much better off. Yeah, because just, like, a peek, like, through the IMDb, like, it just seems like this show was just, like, like okay, this is a cool idea that a lot of people like, so let's just, they. it seems like they just, like, uh you know, got a group of random TV writers and just threw swanting comics at them and were just like, make something from this. Yeah. It, and it, they just threw it together. It and seemed like something not... that people were contractually obligated to make yep. that no one ever watched. Exactly. Like, and they, like the people <laughs> making it were like, no one's ever going to watch this. Let's just make, let's put 22 minutes together of something. Yep. And yeah, it, they it just does... did a job. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we put something on film. Here it is. Yeah, they pulled the Wes Craven. Like, he yeah. finished it on time and under budget. Yeah, well, Wes Craven's <laughs> was a little bit better than Oh, yeah, no. It was I'm, bad. I'm not going to totally shit on Wes Craven, but... Yeah, his, ver- his, his movie was bad, but it wasn't this. No, no. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, this bad. No, no. It's hard to, like... This might be... Oh, good idea. Sure, let's do this. Because occasionally when we watch something bad, yeah. we, we, like, we don't rank the best things, which maybe would be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> we only rank the worst things. Well, it's easier to do that. It is. Because the, be- this- the best things are like, I actually have opinions. I'm like, ooh, maybe I love this thing, but I love this thing so much more. Yeah, totally. Whereas this, it's like, which one goes to the farthest pits of hell? <laughs> <laughs> which one made me want to jump off a cliff the most? Which one should be tortured for eternity like Anton Arcane? <laughs> totally. And uh, let's re-rank it. 
is this the worst thing we've watched? Other things we've we've included on this list. We included the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. That was one of the worst things we ever watched. Um, the Venom movie. Yep. I, that's on my list anyway. That, I mean, it's on, I don't shit on it as much as you do, but yeah. it's on there. I, I thought it, it wasn't this bad, but it's no, like no. it's boring bad, which is um, it's, it's just as bad. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, it's I, not just as bad. I see it, your point. It's adjacent. Yeah, yeah. It's to the point where it's like you could forget it. You have about the same interest level. Yeah, there's no reason to watch it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the worst kind of bad. Yep. Like if if there's a reason to watch it, at least there's a uh, like at least there's a point to go out and get to it. Yep. And like exit like watch it even if it's just to see how bad it is. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like some things are just not worth even having. Mm -mm. So that's the bottom of the pit for me. So I I think this might be the worst thing we've done. I think so because this was like. Obviously, through some of the ones we've watched, like it's a freaking struggle to get through. But this one was like almost unbearable. Yeah, because that's that's how we should rank it. I think is like, what would you rather not watch? Yeah, like if you were Clockwork Orange being tortured, which one would drive you the worst crazy? It'd probably be the probably be this. Yeah, because you could laugh at some of the other ones. This one isn't even like yeah. comedically bad. Yeah, Fantastic Four, you could watch and like have a, a okay time. Yeah, you see the the funky like uh, flimsy arm waving up and down, like that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but this. There's nothing to take. Let, from let's that. see what else, because I don't want to forget anything when we're ranking the worst. <laughs> right. I don't want to leave anything off. I mean, do we want to throw Green Lantern on there? Uh, Green Lantern was bad. I don't think it was. In not, this it's category. not this bad. But I think it's a tier above this. Yeah, definitely. Um, and not to give it any kind of credit, but it's not this. <laughs> I like, mean, that had Mark Strong Sinestro. I was gonna say, yeah. like, this sets a whole new bar of bad. Yeah. Uh, other bad things we've done. Uh, let's see. The Birds of Prey show. Where does that rank on this list? Is that in the pits or is that in Green Lantern territory? That, I, I there were things that I enjoyed from that show at least. Batgirl, yeah, yeah. or uh, yeah, Barbara, Oracle. but yeah, Barbara, yeah. and I mean, even some of the um, Huntress stuff was even kind of cool. Yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't in the pits. I won't put it yeah. in the pits. I'd put that on slightly above where like Catwoman is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Catwoman should be on. Uh, Catwoman is above there. So I think I think we agree. This is the worst thing we've watched. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, so, I, I would put it the worst. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm really disappointed it had to be a Swamp Thing. Yeah. And and you're on a, you're on a prestigious list. We This is a podcast where we rarely watch things that are good. Oh, yeah. Like, there are we'll, very a lot of bad things. When we watch things that are good, I'm like, wait, what just happened? Is that good? <laughs> yeah, it's usually a pleasant surprise. Yeah. We watched Howard the Duck. <laughs> like... You are on a list where we watched Howard the Duck, we watched Catwoman, we watched Suicide Squad, yep. we watched the Fantastic Four movie, which I'm including on this list for other people. I still like that movie. <laughs> I'm putting that on a tier. That That's in Wait, the purgatory. That, like the the 90s, the, the bad one? Oh, no, no. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's... you're right. We did watch two Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that, I... I didn't even know you were referencing Silver Surfer. I thought you were referencing like the one that wasn't released properly. Oh, no, no. That one's not good. Silver Surfer, I think, is actually... That not, one, not good, good, but it's like it's not bad. We put together, yeah, this is an a, okay comic. It's movie. serviceable. It's MCU good, exactly. Yeah, I, I think people <laughs> shit on it when it's like there's a lot of MCU movies that are like right on that level with it. Mm-hmm. I would argue, like they got the Silver Surfer kind of right. Yeah, Silver Surfer's dope in that movie. <laughs> so congratulations, Swamp Thing TV show. You yeah. are now worst in show. Yeah, the worst thing so far. Uh, I mean, and, there's uh, a lot left to watch un- but... until we re rank it. Yeah, <laughs> somehow this is worse than Howard the Duck. <laughs> so um, hey, at least Howard the Duck had the jam of the year. Yeah, that, that musical number, might, that might be number one. That saves it. That movie is in the pits, that musical number. Oh, yeah. That's contending for number one. That's oh, easy. Howard the <laughs> Duck. Don't, no, I just give it, it's, it's stuck. If it ain't funk, you can't feel it, Eric. God damn it. All right, join us next time. Oh, we didn't even tell them what we're doing oh, next yeah. time. Uh, we're going to actually 
because we talked about it. Coming up is October. Yeah, we're getting close to the month of spoop. Yeah, we didn't do it last year, but I kind of wish we had. Yeah. Where, um, well, actually, we started this podcast in October, didn't we? Or like it was no November. Oh no, it was October. I think wasn't we started it? that, so we didn't get a chance to do like a horror theme. Yeah, thing. yeah. We, we just started, but we doing just Batwoman, missed yeah. it. I think. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and Batwoman had some horror stuff, so it was almost done theme. Oh yeah, that that was a good like horror run. Yeah, Batwoman is one of the better runs we've done. Not to get too I, off. That's topic. been one of my favorite. Yeah, one. I think for our like, we had a good start. For our anniversary, I think we should do like a special anniversary episode thing where we don't discuss a book or a movie. I think we should just rank what we've done so far. Oh yeah, and like discuss what our favorite books are what our favorite movies are what our favorite creative teams and artists were yeah i think that would be fun to favorite do. parts from those yeah. now that we've done we're closing in on like this was our 50th episode believe it or not damn yeah that's yeah, nuts this was our 50th crazy uh, yep so uh, once we get to our anniversary i think that'd be fun to do to kind of just like the year in review yeah no i'd love that that'd be dope um we'll do that as like a bonus thing hell yeah um but yeah so like i was saying uh coming up in october we're gonna do our first horror themed month because we've talked about it before that's our favorite genre oh like, yeah like that's why we do so much horror shit like, yeah we've already <laughs> we've basically it's been a horror podcast already we've done all sorts of horror it's books. been the majority yes um but and we've even <laughs> we just did it yeah just did Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah um but we're gonna we're gonna get started and we're actually getting started early because fuck it september's spooky too yeah fuck you if christmas gets three whole months then halloween gets at least two good argument <laughs> i'm behind that and actually christmas might get like four months new rule september is spooky oh yeah so we're going to start it in September. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing a three-part series on Blade, mm-hmm. which is something we've talked about. We were going to save it because they announced yeah. the new Blade movie. We thought that would be a good thing to jump on when Blade God, finally started. God knows when that's going to happen. But the entire MCU has been put on hiatus, yep. so we're not going to count on that coming out anytime soon because no. that's even one of the later slotted movies. Yeah, like originally, I think that was slotted for 2021. Originally. Originally, yeah. And yeah. so God knows now. <laughs> yeah, we're at least so, two years off kill. So what we're, what our plan is is we're just going to do it now because we yeah. want to watch the Blade movies. That's oh, something we've yeah. wanted to do. Yep. So we're going to do that as the start of our horror theme. Well, I guess Swamp Thing was the start. Yeah, whatever. we got to got a head start. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, but we're going to do a three-part Blade uh, series, obviously watching all three of the Blade movies. Yep. And uh, for the comic books, it took me a little while to pick it out, but I think I have it set now. I think this is what we're going to do. Uh, next week, we're going to be discussing Blade's first appearance, which is going to be Tomb of Dracula number 10, uh, which was an old school kind of Marvel just horror book where uh, Dracula was one of the villains. It was a horror, like kind of universal movie monsters kind of thing mm-hmm. is, my, is what I understand. I've never read it. I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Blade showed up as the vampire hunter going against Dracula. So that's his first appearance. And we'll get to see him in his original costume. too. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about that single issue because he doesn't actually appear in the next issue. It's a complete story one off. OK. Um, so we're going to talk about that next week, his first appearance. And then when we talk about Blade 2 the week after that, we're going to be doing the... I didn't even know this run existed, but Don McGregor, um, one of the more famous uh, Black Panther writers, actually did a three-issue arc on Blade in the 90s as part of the that Marvel Knights uh, line. Oh, right. Which was uh, kind of when uh, Christopher Priest's Black Panther was starting and uh, uh, Bendis' Daredevil was starting. There's a lot of good books from that Knights era. Yeah, so there's that three-issue Don McGregor arc we're going to cover. I know nothing about that. I didn't even know it existed until I went on Marvel Unlimited just to see what else there was. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so we're going to do that that three-issue arc for part two. And then for part three, when we talk about Blade Three, um, what I wanted to do is there's actually... I wanted to do a more Marvel-y one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the, uh, that recent run, um, Strike Force, by Teeny Howard and, uh, and German Peralta. And um, that that's kind of like a... 
superhero team-up book, essentially. But it is very Blade-centric. He's the leader of the team. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of stretching it a little bit there, but I wanted to do something different for the other two um, than the other two I don't two think that's a stretch. I mean, if he's the leader of the group, then that's... And you'll see that the plot... The reason why I, I think it's a good pick for a Blade series is because the plot is very vampire-y as well. Okay. Um, well, I don't want to talk about it too much because we're doing it in a couple weeks, but Strike Force is all about, like, Blade basically leading a secret team of Avengers to hunt, like, these, like, uh, other dimension vampires. It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. And the and team... That, that actually kind of lines up with Blade 3. I mean, not totally, but just the fact that he's working, like, with a group of people. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe we'll draw some comparisons Then we get there. the Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Biel, like, sword oh, team. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's kinda, <laughs> there's some similarities there. Yeah. Except this team in the comic might be a little bit cooler. Oh, way he, better. He gets to team up with, like, the Winter Soldier and, like, Jessica Drew. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be pretty dope. And you'll get to meet some characters in Marvel you haven't met yet, like uh, like Wiccan. Uh, he's um, he's a reality-manipulating sorcerer. Oh, sick. pretty dope, yeah. Uh, that That's an arc that spins out of uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers, which also features Blade, but that run is not very good, so we're not going to do that one. <laughs> nah. You, you would think, right? Blade joining the Avengers and going against Dracula. Well, and like, I love Jason Aaron, too. Yeah, you would think that arc would be really great. Yeah. Jason Aaron's Avengers just does not hit. Um, but yeah, so so join us next week. We're going to be getting into uh, more of the spooky stuff. We, we accidentally yeah. started our horror theme shit already, <laughs> so we're just going to keep it going. Yeah, I'm all uh, for it. So join us next week for some vampire slaying. Ooh.